I don't know if I'm good at jokes. I'm good at repartee. <laughs> That's half of life. What's the other half? Uh, sucky nonsense. <laughs> okay, good. So there's only two parts of this world. There is witty repartee and everything else is crap. <laughs> kind of. Okay. That's a very Sometimes. enlightening perspective on your philosophy of life, Danielle. Explains a lot. Some weeks, Sam. Some weeks. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bookery Shorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is a Bookery Short. Yes, we are here again with a short because, you know, sometimes things happen and we're here to still get you that good, good content that's not as good as our usual content, but still pretty good. Oh my gosh, you undersell everything we do. (laughs) I do, because, Danielle, very simple, you want to lower expectations so you can exceed them, right? Isn't it, isn't it much worse if you overhype something and you come I in under? I feel like our listeners already have low expectations, so they enjoy everything <laughs> we do. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? That's a good plan. I don't want them too far. We'll lose anything we have. You don't want to like kick them out right at the beginning. No, that's right. I'm sorry. Hey, this is going to be the best podcast you ever heard in your life. Call your friends. Call your senator. Tell everyone. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're doing another reshort because life. Yeah, life. Yay. Also, they're fun. They are super fun. And we are doing a throwback to a previous short that we've done, Sam, but it's my turn to shine. <laughs> yeah. Well, your turn to torture me. Yes. We're doing a reprise, a reprise. I don't know. What's the official? A rerun. <laughs> a rerun of But What Do They Think? Part but what two. what do who think, Danielle? Thinking Boogaloo. No. Okay. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> No need to workshop that title. (laughs) Uh, Some of our longtime listeners may recall, at one point, Sam did an episode where he read me a review of a piece of media that we did, and I had to guess what the review was for. Yeah. And it's a great episode, and now it's my turn to make Sam suffer and try to remember everything we've ever done. And bonus, when we did that, we only had like 57 episodes or something, and now we've got like 120. (laughs) Perfect. Also, I recall correctly you did very well except for the part about remember the actual names of the media pieces and i feel like i'm gonna have sort of the opposite problem where i can remember the names but i'm not gonna remember what you're talking about well perfect let's see how this actually plays out oh can't wait so you get several reviews here we're gonna get get you started i'll throw you a easy one sam oh great don't preface this at all with lowered <laughs> expectations that's the fun all right here is a review from Ryan Murphy of the Miami Herald. Ooh, the Miami Herald. The paper of record of Miami. I don't know what his tagline is. <laughs> and it was a real, honest-to-goodness newspaper review, Sam. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> give you a hint there. It says, On the gross-out barometer, this movie rates a hearty 10+. plus. But that is the reason, ultimately, why the film works. In a summer of retreads, where almost everything in release has a two after its title, this movie is a startlingly different standout, a gripping suspense horror comedy. As good as this movie is, it's not a great film. It's too derivative of other thrillomities of note to be granted classic status. The invasion of small-town plot and key moments of humorous relief are swiped directly from Jaws. There's a bit of the birds here, too, and a pinch of Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's even a smidgen of 
of Jaws 4 thrown in, namely the what? idea of cold-blooded motherly revenge. If at various points during this movie you find yourself thinking, hmm, haven't I seen this before? It's because you have. Uh, <laughs> that described like everything. What was that? <laughs> That's the easy one? Uh, no, it's not. I actually took out the one part that would have given you a clue. Oh, okay, great. So you just gave me the most generic, like, boilerplate review of it anything that's a It gives you lots of, uh, you know, a tangented uh, things that are kind of similar to it. <laughs> <laughs> great. Because, I mean, thrillomities, I am, like, uh, motherly revenge. That's the only clue I can really think of. Small town. Yeah. Lots um, of... Uh, uh, horror and uh, thriller references here. Oh, is this? No. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of Monster Squad or no. um, My Boyfriend's Back, but like those are the small town ones I remember that I did. You're right. You are better at the titles and not good at the plots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh. Also, to be fair, that's incredibly hard. You're that I'm an idiot. It's probably both. Why am I blanking so hard on what this could be? What other horror... Did we do? Because I know you did like, I know what you did last summer too or whatever, or I still know what you did last summer. I'm going to need that hint that you left out. You're going to need a hint? The, what's the hint part that you cut out? Let me, let me hear that part. Oh, you want to hear that part specifically? Hang on. Uh-oh. I, I can find <laughs> that for you. I mean, at least get, throw me a bone. The part I cut out says, this movie is a startlingly different standout, a gripping suspense horror comedy that will have you double checking corners and policing the bathroom long after the movie is over. Oh my gosh, I know what it is. It has to be arachnophobia. Boo! Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I told you it would give it away. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I'm just like, because I was thinking like all of the, because like, arachnophobia is, is funny, but it's not, I wouldn't know about it. Called, I mean, thromedy is a, a, I don't know, that's a terrible <laughs> word. I'm not sure I love that word at all. <laughs> well, blame the 90s. Yeah, all right. Wow, that was painful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what an insane review. <laughs> Oh, good. Like, that's an actual newspaper review. Like, it's uh, it was a copy of the newspaper. It was great. It was in, it was in their archives. <laughs> he was talking about everything except the movie itself. Well, I had to find a part that didn't reference spiders, which was, you know, hard. <laughs> hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, I'm so I, sorry, Bill Pullman. <laughs> I can give you an easier one if you'd like. No, I mean, I say start hard, and if I need a hint, to ask for a hint. That's only that's fair. Okay. I got one for you. This is Peter Sobsinski from The Spool. <laughs> okay. I believe that's a thing that exists. <laughs> it is a thing that exists. I found it. <laughs> All right. It says, here is a film where it seems every possible bad creative choice was selected and executed with <laughs> ghastly precision. Wait, wait. Jaws 4? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the kind of project producing duo Bialystok and Blue might have selected if they went into film. Though I can assure you, when it's all over, absolutely no one involved remarked, Where did we go right? <laughs> Considering the actor's ability to shift characters in the blink of an eye, you might think the media would take advantage. Perhaps have him play a character whose malfunctions cause him to shift personalities constantly. That might not mm. have saved the film, but it certainly would have livened things up a bit. Instead, he, beeps? he ends up getting submerged, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Uh, what you said is shifting character lines. Gotta be. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt. I felt like Jeopardy rules from buzzing in. <laughs> he 
chance of getting submerged in the character's utter innocuousness to make matters worse, the makeup that he and the other Peters wore to create their looks was unyielding. It strands these two normally <laughs> expressive performers looking as if they have been flash frozen the entire film. <laughs> that is a really mean review. I love it. I, uh, uh, I knew no. that would give it away, but I had I felt like it needed to be included. No, no, I mean I was like, because like, I don't, I don't, we don't usually do like abjectly terrible films. I don't know if I'd even call Heartbeats like an abjectly terrible film. I it think was it up has for an a, Oscar. <laughs> it was up for an Oscar, I think, for the makeup, though. Not it for was, like, the, yeah. the content. Which apparently not even this guy liked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's being a bit hard. I think there's a charm there. I don't think it's necessarily like a, a successful movie, but uh, I certainly had fun watching it, at least, and it's kind of insanity. Anyway, Heartbeats. All right. Heartbeats. Good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I was panicking really hard there at the start when you said it's a terrible film. Like, uh oh. <laughs> all right, you ready for the next one? Okay, yeah, all right. I'm 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 bad in fifty. Let's see what happens. Right, this is pretty good. On its way to a certain happy ending, the story falls short of its own ambition. It's vastly overpopulated with extraneous characters, human and otherwise, and packed with self-conscious punning references to everyone from Beckett to A. A. Milne. Too many of his narrative devices exist only to spotlight the author's cleverness, but at its best. His debut brims with good humor and imagination. Oh, you have to be fool on the hill. Woo, you're so good at this. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that was a book or a movie, so I was thinking, like, Cinderella 2, but then, like, oh, you know, it's, when you said A.A. Mill, and I'm like, that's gotta be fool on the hill. I know. Some of these references, they tell you right away. I don't think that's inaccurate. It is very overstuffed with characters, if you remember. <laughs> it is. There's so many characters in that book. Yeah, amazing. I'm going to give you this one. It's probably an easy one, but I'm going to tell you what it is anyway, Sim, because it makes me Look, laugh. <laughs> half the point of this is not to challenge me necessarily, but to share hilarious reviews and, you know, compare them to our own experience. All right. You ready for this? Let's do it. The director once quit Rambo 3 for artistic reasons, so he must have had some standards. <laughs> but just how they differ from Rambo's is not clear in this brutish adventure. A gratuitously violent sequel to the 86 original, it features a cast of swashbucklers with a Jacobin compulsion for lopping off heads. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a sequel to the 1986 movie. Oh, it's a Highlander 2. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like and it's Rita Kempley of the Washington Post. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What a weird way to describe Highlander's the swashbuckling. My favorite part is the next line, which I couldn't tell you because it would have given it 100% would have given it away, but I'm going to read it to you because it's hilarious. Please. Yeah, yeah. It, the next line of this, so... Cast of swashbuckers with Jacobin compulsion for lopping off heads. French meat pie Christopher Lambert comes out yeah, of mothballs to play strapping Connor McLeod. An alien immortal was called Earth Home for the past five centuries. Amazing. Uh, French meat pie. <laughs> that is my new favorite description of Christopher Lambert, who is quite hunky. He is a chunky meat pie, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That might be my favorite review of Highlander yet. <laughs> a really good one. Good job, Rita Kempley of the Washington Post. I mean, I don't know if I would, again, swashbuckling, that's not the word I would use, but it, it fits. It does fit. I think especially with uh, the... Sean Connery? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he was the most swashbuckling guy. Sean Connery is the most swashbuckling guy in the in the movie, so that's, that works. I like that one a lot, Danielle. Thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. It was one of my favorites. French meat pie. <laughs> French meat pie. <laughs> I got to get that like a t-shirt with that on it. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this? Uh, probably not, but let's do it. All right. This is David Nusser of Real Film. Is that real with two E's? 
Yes, of course. Uh, okay, great, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, while the movie does improve upon its underwhelming predecessor, the film ultimately comes off as an inherently needless effort that boasts few attributes designed to draw in viewers over a certain age. It's a premise that's clearly been designed to needlessly wring another film out of a saga, and it's consequently not surprising to note that the movie rarely possesses the feel of an organic follow-up. The proliferation of action sequences and comedic interludes essentially guarantees that children will find themselves enthralled from start to finish, yet the overpowering atmosphere of superfluousness places the film firmly alongside such less-enthralling straight-to-video efforts. Okay, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I've only done a few straight-to-video things, which would be the Cinderella's. It doesn't uh, say it's straight-to-video. It just says that it would put it firmly alongside them. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was, I mean, that was, a, that was a, a review chock full of, you know, $5 words it trying to... It uh, for a movie that, whoa, does not need $5 words. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a children's movie, so it's probably something I did, unless it's one of your Disney Channel movies, but... I'm, I don't know why I, I'm so blanking. There's so many things that could fit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So it's not one of the Cinderella's then. I didn't say that. You just all said right. I, is I it, did is the it Cinderella. One of the Cinderella's. That's one of my guesses first. I'm not going to tell you. You have to pick the title, Sam. Okay, Cinderella <laughs> 3, A Twist in Time. No. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get the other Cinderella at the same time because no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that would just defeat the whole purpose. <laughs> all right, fine. Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. You're right. Okay, great, perfect. <laughs> Honestly, that review could have applied to either of them. <laughs> it could have applied to almost anything that we've ever done. I know. Also, fun fact, I did a little research after the fact, because I'm not going to do research before, on Cinderella 2. And apparently, I don't know if I mentioned this on the episode, I don't think I did, it was a series of TV episodes for a canceled Cinderella TV show. They just strung three of them together with the, the loose meta narrative. That sounds about right. Yeah, I may have mentioned that on the show, but I don't remember if I did. So uh, I don't remember if you did either. So yeah, good, you know, good to know. If I did, uh, you know, congratulations. You learned the same fact twice. <laughs> now you'll really know it. No, I'll definitely forget next time <laughs> again. All right. Sam, I've got one more for you. Last one. All right. I just, I'm just trying to process how anything that person said relates to Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. Would you like me to repeat it? <laughs> you know what, Daniel? I actually would because I want to hear that again. Actually, no, we don't have time for that. I don't want to make sure? our listeners... <laughs> Why don't you just read the, the, your favorite sentence, the, the most pretentious? Uh, the director once quit Rambo 3 for artistic reasons. <laughs> That's not Cinderella 3. <laughs> Cinderella 2. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> I, there's got to be more cartoon mice in this Rambo movie. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay, hit me with the final one, Danielle. Okay, I don't think this one's hard. I just, I enjoyed it. Again, that's, you're, <laughs> you're trying to pretend like this is supposed to be hard, Danielle. It's true. All right, this is written by Primo SS of Medium.com. Okay. It says, it's one of those sci-fi classics that is included in every single classic sci-fi stories you must read list along with things like Dune and Hitchhiker's Guide. Because of that, I actually have read this book before in 2015, according to my Goodreads. And it's weird because it's one of the few books I'd read that I didn't really remember the plot of. I didn't even remember whether I liked it or not. Even I though, I an idea. <laughs> weirdly enough, I still remembered all of the main characters' names somehow. <laughs> Is this Hyperion? Yeah. Yeah, I just had to throw it in there. That's amazing. It's a word-for-word commentary of you going, I don't really remember any of this story. That, 
You know what? Again, I know I remember like the big things, but like, yeah, like a lot of the details just sort of somehow it gets so complicated. It's like, ah, I can't comprehend this. I'm just going to push that on my head. It's too complicated for me. It's like trying to understand the, the fundamental nature of the universe. It's just beyond our comprehension. You should know that trying to find a review of Hyperion, surprisingly difficult. Why? It's just like, like a genuine is- review. It's easy to find blog reviews of it, but like any kind that's like remotely. But professional. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure that was actually professional i just enjoyed it (laughs) that is weird i mean i guess it is such a kind of niche book and it's so like dense i imagine it might be very difficult to like justify to your newspaper hey i'm gonna spend you know weeks reading this book and trying to explain it to an audience for a review that no one's gonna care about besides a a few select people yeah and it's not not like i did a deep dive or anything but just on basic google looking through it was hard to find something that was like a genuine review and especially genuine review that didn't reference the plot heavily which was like what i was trying to stay away from well try to describe that book without talking about the plot (laughs) like insane like well done to that reviewer (laughs) uh uh, that you know i turned it around there at the end Good job, Sam. I'm proud of you. Uh, well, thank you, Danielle. I really enjoyed those reviews. It made me think about my media pieces in a new light. I think that was six out of six. Is that six pieces or is that five? I did six reviews. Oh, okay. Well. That's <laughs> bonus Hyperion. <laughs> okay. The first one, I'm giving myself partial credit because I really got stumped uh, on that one. That's true. You had to phone a friend. I did. But that friend was you, Danielle, because you're the only one I can talk to at the moment. <laughs> You know, it'd be weird if I actually called someone else on the podcast. Hey, listen to this review. Tell me what it's for. I don't know. That'd be pretty funny. We should uh, do like a listener poll. You like put that on Twitter and see if people can guess what book it's for. We should just call random people in our lives and see if they answer the phone. <laughs> they won't. Like plug them in to the podcast. You, you call somebody. They're gonna. They're, all you're gonna do is get a text back saying, "Why'd you call me?" That's not true. You have to call somebody and answer the phone, like my mother. Okay, great. Well, I'm sure she'd be delighted. <laughs> She would totally do it. Be like, Mom, you're on the podcast. She'd be like, oh, I'm so excited, I guess. <laughs> she wouldn't know what the review was for, though. No, of course not. I, Danielle, we barely know what the reviews are for. <laughs> I don't know what any of the reviews are for. I think I only got three out of five last time. I think you got most of them. You just remember the names for all of them. So, it's really hard. You know what I just, for. What do, I, there was one that I described the entire plot of. Yeah. Oh, it was the, the, the kangaroo one. Kangaroo? Yeah, the kangaroo men with the... Uh, Portal. Oh, Warriors of Virtue. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> didn't remember the title. <laughs> I mean, Kangaroo Man, you got 90% of there. Again, I don't know why it didn't, didn't click immediately. That's worth a re-listen. I, folks, I listened to that before this one because I couldn't remember how this game was played. I'll be honest. And, <laughs> yeah. and I described the entire plot of that movie and I cannot come up with the title of it. It's it's worth a listen. That was very impressive. I mean, whenever we do our recaps, that's like your best one ever. You didn't have to recap that movie. I know. Uh, maybe we had just done it. I don't Oh, impressive. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. I thoroughly enjoyed hearing all those reviews. I, again, cannot believe that Cinderella 2 review might be my favorite for its sure, like, seriousness with took a directed you know, video Disney sequel that was a rehash of a canned TV show. Just amazing stuff. It is. Quite impressive. All right. Well... For you out there, if you have a favorite review for one of the pieces of media we've done on this podcast that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear it. You can send that to us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet, Instagram, or Facebook us at bookretorts. And if you want to fund our fledged review company where we review reviews, it's called Review Reviews. You can do so at our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash bookretorts. Oh, 
Oh, my gosh. Or you can tweet Instagram <laughs> or Facebook as at Book Retorts. Say it again. Sure, why not? <laughs> Did I already say it? I'm thinking really hard about Cinderella, which is the one that has – which is Cinderella – two. we did these backwards, so now I'm confused. Yeah. Is Cinderella yeah. 3 the one with the actual plot and Cinderella yes. 2 is the one with – I think it's a review of Cinderella 3. <laughs> okay. So I said it for, I was like the first time Cinderella 3. You I'm like, right the first time because it talks like, about the yeah. sequel of it. Yeah. And of course – there is no plot. There's three vignettes that were supposed to be the 20 minute episodes of the Cinderella TV show that Yes, I decided the review for that was too obvious and I went with Cinderella 3. But then when we were talking about it, I forgot we did them backwards. <laughs> <All right>, so- <laughs> and also, it doesn't make sense that Cinderella 2 exists before Cinderella. There's Cinderella 3, whatever. The one with the four stories <laughs> should not exist before the one with the full plot. <laughs> three stories, but yeah, sure. I don't know, Danielle. Like, do them out of order. I don't know if they made them better or worse, but it certainly did something to our brains. It's really threw off the Cinderella canon in my head. I'm very confused. <laughs> the timeline is broken. We need to like do it's like a Terminator style timeline. We have to like do all these weird branching futures and figure out all loops back together. Somebody has 100 percent done that for the Cinderella movies. If they have, again, oh, forget the review. Send me that. Send me that to our Twitter or Facebook or email or whatever. Send it to email. Sam will get it more directly. I would love that. Oh my gosh, please. All right. Well, until next time, thank you for joining us on this lovely short. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And hopefully next time we'll be back with uh, more of your favorite content. Is that enough hyping for you, Danielle? (laughs) Yeah, that was super hypeful. I appreciate that. Hypeful. Great. Perfect. (laughs) Love that word. (laughs) Go hype. Go hype. Go home. I think it's Sam's turn next time. One day you guys will find out what happened to JD, I promise. <laughs> oh, I forgot that was still more of those series. I thought it was over. My no, brain, there's like that, one that done. more. It's just because it kind of finishes in that last one. But there's, I think, yeah, yeah. one more book that we've got to get through. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. But. It's, it's been a time. I mean, we're doing our best. <laughs> but Sam's going to do great at his next one. That won't be Hyperion, I'm sure. Oh, gosh. I am. I, I, you know, I, I figure I want to give us enough time so when we come back to the sequels to the Hyperion first half, it'll be completely fresh. When we're in Endymion or whatever. Endymion, yes, Endymion. <laughs> Good job, Daniel. Both a name of a place and a person. So no. you're going to love that. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already mad. <laughs> <laughs> what for a name of a person after a place or vice versa? No. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone out there who's named after a place or has like a London or something. Place. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not. It's not yeah, personal. Mm-hmm. It's Great. just these well. books. <laughs> okay. All right. Before we get into any more trouble, Daniel, I think we should call it there. So until next time, bye. Take care, everybody. Everybody and welcome to Bookery Shorts. I'm Danielle. We're short again. We're oh, short again. <laughs> sorry. I got a little excited there. We'll try that again. I don't know. It was pretty solid. That'll be the opening. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Take two. All right. Click. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bookery Shorts. Oh, no, I'm for you this time. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll say my thing when it becomes appropriate. I did say it. I just said it. Yeah. <laughs>